When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, this is Roger Daltrey of The Who, and you're listening to The Real Me Podcast. Presented by Teen Cancer America and produced by Pantheon Podcasts. Teen Cancer America has made an enormous impact on the lives of young people with cancer. We recognize that this age group are too old to be treated as children, but too young to be treated as older adults, making the in-between years difficult at the best of times. For 31 years, Pete Townsend and I have supported the Teenage Cancer Trust in the UK, seeing the benefits that our specialist zones and programs delivered for young people in hospitals made us determined to bring this idea across the pond to form Teen Cancer America. What you are about to hear are the authentic stories on how music can help teens and young adults process their experience as they fight this deadly disease. We support them by giving them the opportunity to work with professional musicians to develop an original song from concept to fully produced recording. Join us as we hear their personal stories and reveal their real selves through the power of music. This is The Real Me. Hello and welcome. This is The Real Me podcast from Teen Cancer America in partnership with Pantheon Podcasts. I am your host, Erin Alden. Let me introduce myself. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer in the recording industry, a TV and film veteran, and your podcast host. Each episode, we shine a light on TCA's remarkable Play It Back program, giving adolescents and young adults, or AYA cancer survivors, the opportunity to rock. And I love saying that because it's true. Every week, you're going to hear another incredible guest who just brings it. And today is no exception. Our guest today is Audrey Balsh. Audrey is no nonsense. She tells it like it is and with a sense of humor, I might add. Her determination and love of music truly kept her going and her song, Not the End, says it all. So let's get into this episode right now. First up, Kenley Mattis. Hello, Kenley. Hi, Erin. How's it going? It's going really, really good. Tell me what's up. Oh, as I always say so much is up but I, one thing comes to mind which i think is really exciting there's uh, a new playback artist from san jose he's a young he's 17 years old he's a really cool kid 
got really cool musical taste. And we were having a session the other day. He mentioned somebody named Kenny Beats, who, for those of you who don't know, is like a monumental uh, hip hop beat producer and a really liked, well liked person in, in the music community. And so he said, you know, oh, I like Kenny Beats. And I thought, oh, well, Benny Blanco is friends with Kenny. And so I just was like, hold on a sec. Like in the middle of the session, I was so happy to be able to do this. I'm like, let me text Benny and see if we can get a call <laughs> with Kenny. So I texted Benny and 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 the playback artist was like, you can do that. And I'm just like, I guess I can do that. And so and Benny said, hold on, I'll hook you up with his manager. And we had a little call with the manager and the manager says, that sounds awesome. And yet another person says yes to us. And we're doing a Zoom call with the young playback artist and Kenny Beats um, next week. And they're all so psyched. And it's just one of the things that we can do because everyone seems to say yes, you know, and which such an awesome, awesome thing to to have you know, in existence, everyone just loves, loves being part of it, which is so awesome. It is awesome. And I can't wait. So we'll highlight that artist at some point too. I was thinking as well, Benny is kind of like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, (laughs) right? But that's so, I mean, come on, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it makes me uh, realize knowing Benny for so long, because we first met in the hospital when he was bringing people to the hospital. And and basically the hospital said to me, you know, you should meet this guy. He's, you know, you guys would like each other. And that's basically what happened. And, you know, I didn't even know who he was at the time. I just, Wikipedia him and I was like oh man like he wrote all these amazing number one songs I had no idea but he's the most him person I've ever met you know I don't know how to put that but like he's always him wherever he is and I think that's something that is really hard to do you know it is hard to do yeah but I you know um for the people that are listening to the show that's one of the things that I I always find so exciting and so comforting is you're going to find through this organization, everybody's like that. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. But especially Benny. But especially <laughs> Benny. Yes, of course. Of course. Well, that's awesome. Cannot wait to hear how that turns out. And of course, yes, we will highlight that artist. But today we have another artist that I want to highlight and bring on to our show and her name is Audrey Balsh. Are you there, Audrey? Yeah. Hi. How are y'all? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Well, we're excited to have you on the show today. I, I can't wait for people to hear your story and to hear your music. That's always exciting. So why don't we start from the beginning? Let's let people know a little bit about your story. How old are you now? So I am 20 years old. You're 20 years old. You guys can't see her, but she is so youthful looking. I would never, ever guess that you were 20, that you've got good genes. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me when, how old were you when you were diagnosed with cancer and, and what type of cancer did you have? So I was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia a few weeks before my 15th birthday. And so, and how did you, how, how did that start? Did you start feeling sick? Did it come on suddenly? Well, so I was a freshman in high school. And so I was doing color guard in the fall semester of my freshman year. And I would get home from school and I would just be like exhausted and I would go to sleep. And so then I'm sleeping a lot during winter break. In January, I got shingles, uh, which was like, what? Like, why does a 14-year-old girl have shingles? 
Um, and then in February, I got the flu and wasn't getting better. And so I went to the hospital to get an x-ray done of my chest to make sure I didn't like have pneumonia. And I had one of these, what I call dizzy spells, where I just kind of like fall to the ground and I don't know why, or I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. And um, I went down into the ER. They were like, something's wrong with your liver. We don't know what. We don't have a liver doctor here. So, and they flew me to Cook Children's in Fort Worth, Texas. And I had a gastroenterologist do a liver biopsy and they found um, leukemia cells attacking my liver. They also did a bone marrow aspiration that like confirmed that it was leukemia. So, Oh, how frightening. It was a lot. So you didn't really have a lot of time to think they just Nope. It was go, go, go. (laughs) Wow. How absolutely terrifying. So, okay. So that was five, five years ago. It's crazy. Are you still in treatment or are you done now? No, I have been off of treatment for three years. I was in remission after one month on therapy. And then after like with leukemia, you have to do two and a half years of treatment to make sure it's not like hiding in your like spinal fluid near your brain or anywhere, like any of the nooks and crannies in your body. And so um, I did treatment one and a half years and I finished treatment January 21st of 2018, I think. Yeah. Um, and so I celebrated three years off this past June. And so it's good but it's still very stressful. Yeah, I can understand that. It's th- That's a horrifying situation that nobody ever imagines that they're going to be in, especially when you're a teenager. You know, that, that age, 15, is really what I think where teenagers have a mind of their own. They really are starting to get an idea of who they are as a person, what they like, what they don't like. You know, you're in high school with friends and it's such a learning process. And then to have that thrown into the mix, it just stops time. Yeah. Absolutely stops time. How, how was it with your friends? Were they supportive and and helpful to you during that time? So, um, it was hard because I, I'm originally from Midland, Texas. And so flying to Fort Worth, it's about a five hour drive. If you were to drive on I-20, um, Mm -hmm. And so my friends were kind of, don't want to say non-existent, but non-existent. Um, yeah. There was the, they didn't know how to support with being so far away. And um, they didn't text, didn't call. It was just different. And I think they always came around to, oh, I didn't know if you were sleeping. Oh, I didn't know if the doctor was in there and I'm like well you at least could text and I could get back to you whenever I like wake up or whatever I was asleep or if the doctor was in the room but so like friendship was hard and then going back to high school after like the big phase of like being in the hospital and like being out of town for treatment 
it was definitely different. Like people were excited to see me back, but at the same time, like foreign groups weren't the same necessarily. And it was just, you could tell things had changed. Yeah. You know what? This is, uh, as you're speaking, I'm thinking to myself, this is such a relevant story that you're sharing. It's not something that we talk about all the time, but it's a real thing. You know, um, again, high school is such a critical time of learning and you're finding out who your forever friends are sometimes, sometimes not until college, but definitely in high school. And I think it's important for people that are listening to this to get an idea of really how hard just that is in addition to everything else. So I, I'm appreciating the fact that you're being so honest about it. And, and also let me just back up and say, congratulations. Thank you. That you're no longer in treatment. That's a huge, huge deal. Uh, and I'm sure obviously you're very relieved about that for now and, and taking care of yourself. And that brings me to my next question, which is how did you hear about the Play It Back program? So, I had a friend, her name is Jessica Rona. She unfortunately lost her battle to cancer um, mm. a little over a year ago. Did um, you guys meet in the hospital? Yes, so we met through um, a camp called Camp Sanguinity that Cook Children's puts on. Mm -hmm. We were both junior counselors for the camp for one year and um, we got really close that one week of camp. And then uh, we went to Montana to Camp Make a Dream, which is another camp for young adults with cancer. And so, like, our friendship was even more solidified on that trip to Montana with our hospital. And um, she told me about Teen Cancer America in general and was like, they, I think you would really like Kara. She is like, a really awesome lady who does a lot of like, outreach with the patients. She was a child life specialist. And so she kind of gets some of the things that other people don't. Um, and so she sent me a link to their virtual zoom game nights. I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll go. And I am an avid game nighter. I love going to game night. Um, and after going to game night for a while, Kara said something about play it back and was like, it's a music program that you can like write and produce music. And I was like, okay, well, I've always been into music. Uh, I would go and just give it a try and like go to one of the things that were like, it's kind of like an open invite from yeah. play it back to like the people who just attend game night. So I went to that play it back um, music session and I applied immediately and started working with Kenley. And I think it was December of 2020. So, so right, right during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Kenley, when did we start working together? I'm going to, I'm going to look right now. I think it, I think you're right because I can see, yes, it was December of 2020. So wow. it was a little, almost a year ago. And, um, and it's, you know, I, I gotta say, like, I wouldn't have met a lot of you if it wasn't for COVID. Like, you know, yeah. this is one of those sort of silver lining things where like, I kind of hate to say it, but like now, you know, because of COVID, we figured out a way, we found a way. And now we've been able to reach out to people all across the country. And Audrey has been like such a 
core member of the Play It Back community, so enthusiastic, like so creative and so animated. I mean, I know that I imagine, Audrey, you're being very polite now. And I'm not saying that she's not polite, but she's very animated. You know, she's very social. She's very, you know, in many ways, you're very extroverted, would you say, yes, Audrey? I, yes. I so. am extremely extroverted. I love meeting new people. <laughs> I love talking to strangers out in public. And like, <laughs> I end up spilling my whole life story to them. And that's kind of like daunting when you're like, oh, yeah, I had cancer in high school. They're like, what? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm better now. But like, it's nice to meet you. And they're just like, wow, this girl's crazy. I will say, I will say, I will say that it's interesting because you know I, I'm I'm been on the you know here the whole time, and you know Audrey and I haven't talked about her cancer experience. You know, we've talked about some of the some of the things that have come from it. You know, some of the struggles that maybe she's had because of you know her system being compromised and having had her treatment, but we haven't gotten into like what her story was. And that, that's sort of like almost like 75% of it. Like we don't always really talk about all of that specifically, all the playback artists, you know, we generally know like what people's diagnosis was, but really we're so in the moment that we're like, all right, well, here we are. Like we don't need to rehash all that unless you want to talk about it whenever it comes up. You know what I mean? Because I mean, it's just really one of those things we get into what's going on now. What are we going to write about now? You know, and, and that does come up, but it's interesting. So Audrey, like I haven't really heard, I don't think I've heard that detailed version of the story. You know, I will say one of the things I wanted to mention, Aaron, and yeah. Audrey, was like when I hear, you know, you going back to school, Audrey, mm -hmm. you know, I really wanted to chime in and be like, that's not unusual. You know, I think that, I think that adults have a hard time dealing with talking about cancer in general and then you like bring it down to like younger people and it's even more just sort of like I don't know how to talk about this I don't know how to treat this person like I don't know if I should ask or I shouldn't ask and like how comfortable they are and like if I want to hear it you know what I mean like there's all those things and it can be very confusing you know and then people also <clears throat> they want to be there for their friend but your first instinct could be like oh I know what you mean and like really they just say that but they don't know what you mean and it's hard to talk to somebody when you don't really know what they mean and you don't really want to know what they mean, right? Like, I don't think anyone who's 15 even necessarily wants to try to get into your skin when you're going through that. They just want to block it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where there's not a lot of support for this community. And then we get into like a group of people who've all been through it, right? The Play It Back artists, for instance, or Teen Cancer America Game Night. That's another group, right? <clears throat> but the Play It Back artists, um, you know, they have a lot in common because they've all been through it and they also love creating and making music you know, or listening to music and then learn how to create it. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that you're not alone in that. Yeah. We've had people write songs about that, like very deep, like kind of sad songs about like, where are my friends? You know, what happened? You know, those sorts of things. So that's, that's, you're not alone in that. You know, it's a very valuable lesson. And again, this is why I love talking to, to our artists and to you every week, because we do, we do end up talking about so many deep issues and they're just so important. And as you said, sometimes nobody talks about them at all. So that's why we're here. And also I would tell everybody again, what you should do is go up to our website, which is teencanceramerica.org. And you can look at all the available programs and 
um, support that we offer, you know, it's just nice to be able to go someplace where you can kind of pick and choose and say, this sounds really interesting to me. I'm going to try it, you know, and if this doesn't work, let's try this. So getting back to that, Audrey, I wanted to just ask you quickly. So had you done music at all before any type of singing, playing, what's your history? So I am from a very musical family. Mm. Um, I went in choir in high school and I participated in what is called TMEA, Texas Music Educators Association. And it is a, in a sense, competition Mm -hmm. of singing. And then, so you're given all this choral music and, and you audition. And then there's like multiple rounds of auditions. So first one is region and then it goes to area and then it goes to state. Well, my senior year of high school, I made it all the way to the state audition. And I was like, that's crazy. Never done that before. Um, but like kind of like sad, but like also really cool at the same time. Um, I had gotten back from my Make-A-Wish trip to Hawaii mm-hmm. two days before the state audition. Oh. I don't know if you've ever been to Hawaii, but I Hawaii have. is, um, there are different allergies, like pollens and things. And so I did not have any allergies in Hawaii. I get back to dusty old Midland. Oh. My allergies go nuts. Oh, no. I don't have a voice. Wow. I can't sing. I bomb my audition for state. It's horrible. But... I got to audition for state and that's cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I had a positive attitude about it, but I was, I was bummed because I really wanted to make state Yeah, because I also kind of wanted to show up a lot of people in choir who thought that I didn't necessarily need to be in the top choir. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other story. That's really stupid in my opinion, but um, I'll sum it up really short. <laughs> I got to skip I got to skip ladies ensemble, which is like the all women's choir because I was out sick my sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. So junior year runs like runs around, comes around and um, there's auditions for Corral, which is like our top mixed choir. Yeah. I was like, can I audition for Corral? And they were like, well, yeah, like, I don't see why not. Like you're technically a junior, so you could. And so I auditioned for Corral. I make Corral. You know how many girls in the alto section were so pissed that I made Corral <laughs> when I hadn't had to go through ladies ensemble? Practically all of them. Nope. And they were very seclusive. Is that a word? Yeah, that's a word. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> they didn't, they were just bitter that the fact that I was that good, even after not having a year of like choral experience with one of the directors. And then the director thought that um, if somebody was messing up, it had to be me because I didn't do ladies ensemble. That is not true. It was not me. (laughs) And I still am kind of bitter about that to this day, but you know what? It's okay. 
Listen, you have nothing to be bitter about. You know, when there's a scenario like that, if you can go out with the blaze of glory and there's some other sentences I could use that people say often, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. You kicked butt and you did it. You are clearly a fighter and determined and know your worth. You know your worth. So I, it's, I'm happy to hear that you did that. And um, now... Because of that, I'm super excited to talk about this song that you started with, Kenley. Yes. So let's dive. Let's dive into that, and and uh, why don't you tell everybody what the name of the song is that we're going to be highlighting? So the song is called "Not the End." And what's it about? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really know. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Let's not ruin it for the listeners. I can't right? really describe it. It was just. I think I just wanted to write something and I was just like, Kenley, we're going to write a song and this is, I'm just going to riff on some stuff and then we're going to pull words out that I riffed over this melody and then it's just going to become a song and this is how this is going to go. And he was like, all right, bet. So that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember like, cause I think a lot of times we'll all start with a vibe. You know, like we'll talk, we always talk about music. Like, what are you into? Right. So like, I pretty, I'm pretty sure Audrey and I kind of brought each other through like what we were listening to at the time. Audrey probably played me a bunch of stuff. There was probably some like kind of moody country-ish thing. You know, Audrey's into a lot of different stuff. I would say like at that, if I think back on what our music hang for initial session was like, I was remembering a lot of like just straight mm -hmm. up pop, but then also like country. Ooh, cool. Like, you know, like more up the middle country. And I was like, cool, you know? And so to me, I was just like, okay, well, maybe acoustic guitar. And and I also know that if we start with an acoustic guitar, we could mute the acoustic guitar and make it an electronic track. It doesn't much matter. We're just kind of trying to get something going. And so, but I definitely imagined that what we were doing was like a moody kind of thing. I'm not exactly, you know, you got to remember also, this is all of us in quarantine for eight months at this point. Like, it definitely was a weird time in the world. You know, we're just meeting on Zoom. She's one of the first people who was exclusively on Zoom, you know. Um, but, we, you know, we just went there with it. And I think I'm going to play. I mean, we're going to listen to an excerpt. And, I, and it was just like her riffing. And it was just this kind of, you know, it kind of reminded me of, I, I do want to say I remember playing her something like after I heard her sing or riffing on it, like a, I want to say like Mazzy Star or Ooh. something, which I don't think that you know, she had heard at the time, but this kind of like just very emotional, honest, like not uh, singery kind of stuff. Because I think she's very, she was very used to like, you know, I'm in choir, I sing out, like I have this voice and she does. But I maybe it was kind of like, well, let's just see what happens if we don't push and we just kind of let it kind of flow out. And it's been interesting because um, you know, I know we're focusing on this song, but I will say that Audrey and I have gone through like maybe five or six songs. Maybe we've started six or seven wow, songs. Great. And and you know, you know, if you look elsewhere on the internet, if you're, if you're hearing this, um, you'll find that like there's some other songs have been featured by some other media that were like more more like rock. Like she kind of went from like this kind of like introspective sound to like this rock thing, and she's got this very unique voice, and it's really exciting. And this is where it started. Cool. So, yeah, um, let's listen to yeah. the beginning of this song. I'm dying to hear it. When it rains, I feel sad. But then I know 
It'll soon be over All the pain It makes me mad But then I know It'll soon be over And I wanna be You know, it's so cool to hear that because I think Audrey, you know, you're really good at just running with these ideas. And I mean, I think a lot of the playback artists are. I would say just it's really fun to hear you go for it when you're improvising because I think part of the part of the challenge with people creating anything is that thought that like, oh no, who's going to listen to this? Am I going to sound stupid? Is this good enough? Am I making a fool of myself? Like, is this, you know, and then they don't do anything, right? But I loved how you just kind of like, as we talked about, it's almost like rolling your eyes in the back of your head and just letting something happen and then sitting back and listening to it and being like, okay, what parts do I like on this? And what parts are kind of not working and whatever. And that, that's what we did. And as I, I look at this session, there's like 15 vocal ideas of you just doing that and um and it's so cool because it really did it was a journey even just to get the writing and part of the reason we did that was we could not be in the same room so it's like okay here's the acoustic guitar riff here's a progression which is changeable too now sing along to it and send me what you're singing and we're going to go through it together and it was painstaking but you were really patient and I'm just really psyched to, to hear this stuff because then what we came out with, what it ended up being is just really cool and it evolved and it's nice to hear the evolution. So anyway. Yeah, your voice, just even on on the beginning of this, what I think of is just how relaxed you are and it automatically made me as the listener feel like exactly what uh, Kenley's saying that organically, it just feels like this came out of you you know this this whole little uh, jewel that we create in music you know it sounded like it was quite effortless and you were just able to let go and that you're so right about that Kenley we we all get so far into our heads on so many levels for so many reasons and to get to a point where you can just let go like that sometimes it takes a lot of work and a lot of time so it sounds like you you're everything you've told me so far, you just sounded like you were ready to try. And that's, that's the fun part. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say like, I happen to be a huge Prince fan. Me too. And there's been, there's been, a, there's been, you know, a lot of coverage on like his, you know, what he'd been doing at that time. There's sort of like these podcasts about it anyway. And, um, there's just a vault, right? They always talk about the vault. And I think that's another concept that I want to share with, playback artists and creators in general is like make your vault you know like it doesn't it doesn't have to be um uh you know this is i'm doing 10 songs for a record and i'm writing 10 songs like no write like 50 songs for the record and pick like five songs for the ep you know and have fun with all 50 and then sit back and decide what you want people to hear you know that's such an this excellent point yeah, there's no pressure. No, you know? and I mean, I well, really, also yeah. too, I think that we we all talk about, you know, is it radio ready? Is it this? Is it that? And really, to be a writer, it's not about making a profit. It's about doing it because you enjoy it and you have to do it. It's not for hmm. anybody else's goal. It's for your own personal goal. And when you can sit back and relax and and think of it that way, that's where the vault comes from. You know, you put your ideas, some of the ideas are just little, little pieces that you stick away. And then at some point you go back and revisit them and 
you go, oh, you know what? I, I didn't have anything then, but God, I'm feeling it now. So that's, yeah, you know what? That's such a great point, Kenley. There's going to be this enormous vault of wonderful material that at some point, you know, hopefully our artists will go back and listen to and do exactly what you're saying. It's really cool. Yeah. So I have a question for you, but before you answer it, let's take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. And we're back. Once you started the process, how did you feel that it was going? Were you excited about what you were hearing back? How did you feel? I hated it. <laughs> really? <Yes. laughs> um, which part? What? Not what me. I expected. Um, <laughs> That's funny, though. Well, it was. So this one's more indie chill, and I was unsure if I liked the words. But, like, we'll get to the words in a second, like, when you hear the words. Um, but, like, okay, well, mm. when it rains, I feel sad. Really? Come on. That is not poetic at all. That sounds like a fifth grader wrote it. I was like, I don't know if I like this, Kenley. Like, I might have to rewrite this. So then we just, like, stepped away. And I haven't touched this. I don't know how long. And then we started working on it again, like, a couple weeks ago, maybe. And... I was like, okay, I think I figure out why I don't like it. I need to recut the vocals. And Kenley was like, no, but like they're pure and they sound really good. And like, I'm in love with these vocals. And I'm like, just let me recut them. And then. So exactly what we're talking about. You, you did this yeah. in December, yes. right? 2020. Basically December, maybe the vocals were done in and January. And we're, we're so. now in September. Yeah. Of 2021. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, continue. And um, Kenley, Kenley goes, um, oh, I love this more. And I'm like, no, nope, I told you. I told you I need to redo it. <laughs> I'm willing to be proven wrong. I'm willing to try something new for sure, you know. And, and I think you've grown as a singer so much. And also in the stuff we've been doing, at least, you hadn't sung like this for a bit because we'd really gone this in, down this road yes. of like rock. And to hear your sweet voice pushing and doing this rock stuff, it was so unique it was really exciting to hear so then to jump back to this and be like okay try this again you know but by the way it's not just the line right like lyrics to me generally aren't meant to be read like yes i agree with you if you read when it rains i feel sad then i know it'll soon be over actually now that i think about it, i say it out loud it actually sounds profound mm -hmm. but when i hear you sing it it gives you chills because it's the emotion coming out of you you could be singing, doo, 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 but anyway, you weren't. And it really does work. I can't always explain it, yeah. but it does. And I came you know? to like the lyric and I was going to try to rewrite it. And I was like, no, there's a reason why it's when it rains, I feel sad. Like, and so it, it's just stayed and it sounds really good. And so, yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, we're, we didn't hear that part yet, but we'll get there. Sure. As a matter of fact, maybe we could we could do the intro lines now, too, because usually what we'll do with the excerpts is kind of do beginning, middle, and end. But I feel like that was such an early version where the lyrics and the melody were very different, but there were bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. Can I? Can we play the, the final vocal from the top just to hear the difference? Yeah, sure. Overwhelmed, I find myself. Crying tears that hide my fears. Looking toward the morning sun, 
done. That that is a um, that is a great song. Thank you. Great song. Came together from a distance. I guess so. Hey, you know, <laughs> the silver lining of COVID, man. Yeah. It's really, it's 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 just created some beautiful things. So I have a I have a question for you. Uh, usually about this point, I like to ask what your family involvement was, what their feelings were about the program. So who, do you have brothers and sisters, your siblings? So I have an older sister. Um, she's 24. Mm-hmm. So, and was she around in the house while when you were first diagnosed? Yes. Oh, well, mm, so she was off at college. She was at her, mm, yeah. So I was a freshman in high school. She was a freshman in college. So that's Got kind it. of how like our lives have worked is like, I'm always four years behind, but it's good. Like yeah. I enjoy it. Um, and what's kind of funny is um, I ended up going back. Like, so whenever they flew me up to Fort Worth for treatment, my yeah. sister was actually at school at the university of North And so I was like, we were actually planning to go and see her. And then I have this weird positive attitude of like, oh, hey, we can see Haley whenever we're in Fort Worth. Like she'll only be an hour away. Like we can actually get to see her. Little did we know that it was going to be like, here's a cancer diagnosis, bomb dropped, you know, like crazy. So um, who was flying back and forth with you? Was it both parents, one parent? So... When I initially flew down, it was me and my dad in a six wing miniature like airplane. I was like, oh, this is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. I was freezing cold. I remember that. Um, <laughs> but he flew with me down. My aunt and uncle on my mom's side of the family actually live in the same town that we lived in. And so they drove my mom to Abilene, which is about the halfway point. And my other aunt and uncle, my dad's side of the family live in Fort Worth. So they actually drove down and picked my mom up in Abilene and then drove her to the hospital. So both sides oh. of the family were helping transport my mom all the way there. That's amazing. So it was really great to have everyone involved in a sense. Um, yeah. But once we got to Fort Worth, we didn't do a whole, like, we didn't go back and forth. We ended up moving in with my grandparents who live in the Fort Worth area. And so I was only like a 20 minute drive from the hospital rather than being at home and driving five hours. Sure. Oh gosh. You're so lucky that you had all your family around and that they were able to help so much with, with you and, and with your family with your parents and what a wonderful support team it sounds yeah, like yeah it was really good I was very grateful for um the support from my family and all of the ability to travel and go back and forth and everything sure okay so now we've heard a little bit of this song um who did you did you share it with anyone your family or friends so I didn't share necessarily this song with um, to my friends, but they do know about me working with Play It Back. Um, my roommates are a great support. I love them so much. Um, and one of my roommates, actually, the wall of her room is shared with my room and my closet, which 
fun fact when you are a distance singer songwriter and you have to record stuff your closet is your vocal booth (laughs) and so there have been multiple times where I will be in my closet recording stuff and she's like I can hear you through the wall and I'm like great that's fun (laughs) Uh, let me know if I need to stop if you're like needing to study for something and so it's been like a funny relationship that we've had of like I'll put sticky notes on my door it's like I'm recording don't come in like and obviously like they can hear me singing but sometimes I'm just singing because I sing all of the time and so having that little sticky note of like hey I'm in a session with Kenley or I'm (laughs) recording um just kind of like be mindful like it's been great and they've been really great with like being able to work with me around getting my recording done when I want to record and all of those things. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I want to get back into the song because I'm really excited to hear the process. You know, I know you mentioned you made some changes and you went back and did some stuff. So let's hear where it went to now. Okay, I don't think there's anybody that's going to hear this that's not going to go, wow, you came back from what you thought it was going to be, and then you just nailed it. It's so good. It just sounds so good. So how did you feel after that? I love it. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it definitely turned around to where I wanted it to be, and I absolutely love how it's been done I don't know there's just something about it that's different that I'm glad that I went back and like continued to like finish the song because for a while I was like I probably won't even finish it it's just there um and it's something completely different than my other stuff I've written which is so cool to be able to see like the the like indie rock side and then you have like the indie chill that's more like yeah. You can listen to it in the background at a coffee shop kind of vibe. Absolutely. Well, anywhere. It works for anything. But what I love about about you and what I love to mention again is just about the artist's instinct. You know, even, even sometimes if you do it, your instincts are telling you to do it. Sometimes it doesn't work, but it doesn't matter. You as the artist were able to say, you know what? I need to do this. I need to see where this is going to go. And ultimately obviously it turned out fantastic. So good, good job. Good job with that. Miss songwriter. (laughs) Um, What do you think, Kenley? I mean, I was, one thing I got to say is that 
I think a lot of us as singers come up and we, and I, I want to say that Audrey might have been in this camp, like this kind of, especially when you come up in this chorus kind of thing. I, you know, my history is like, you know, listening to the radio and then also being in the choir in high school and being in that group. And I think that there's a lot of this correctness that goes through that world of like singing correctly. Sometimes people get the, the legit singing. They sing legit. It's a Broadway term. You know, I think that's the word they use, legit, or there's something other, other word or whatever. But anyway, but the, but the thing is, I think that with pop music, rock music, you need to shed all of that and just get to the raw emotion of it. And I think that's something that came through in like the 50s and especially the 60s, right? When you hear these singers from then. And, um, and I think Audrey was able to do that. I don't exactly know how. It kind of bewilders me because also, Audrey, a lot of people who, sit, who are able to sing like that are pretty introverted. And like, it's almost like you're like pulling it out of them, but she's this extroverted person who's able to access her emotion when she sings. And I want to say, Audrey, and this is, you know, not to analyze you, but just a little bit is like, I think that you're very good at making people feel comfortable of maybe pushing away your emotions when you're in a group setting, because that's a little uncomfortable for other people possibly. And you're good at putting on a happy face and so that when you get behind the mic and you're singing a song, there's a lot that's, that's wants to let mm -hmm. loose. And that comes across. And I really, as someone who's co you know, creating with you, I really appreciate it because you make it easy. You make those takes just like you're not hiding stuff. It's very hard to do that, Audrey. It's hard to do it. And I do find that the playback community is, is quite good at that. And Audrey is really good at that, you know. And I don't want to ruin it by saying it, but I think we've talked mm -hmm. about this before, you know, you and I. So I just want to say it for the world to hear, you know. It's the proof is in yeah. the pudding, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I always tell people, you know, especially when I'm writing with artists myself is I always ask this question is who do you, who do you want to be when you grow up? Who's the, even if it's not your genre, who do you listen to and just go, ah, that just blows my mind. I want to do that. And, you know, that's kind of what you'll use as a reference so that you can get into that space that just makes you feel free, completely free. Excellent point, Kenley. You know, I mean, this was more of a classic production, right? This has definitely got a little bit of the Beatles influence in it and a little bit of the 90s influence in it, you know, and this sort of thing. So it sounds kind of, it's, there's the layering thing happening and, you know, it's um, in that way, it's just sort of classic. But after, it's so cool, interesting hearing it with other people listening. I'm, I'm, there's two things I, I wanted to try after I heard that out chorus, which is it's big and I'm like, can we get it bigger? And there's two things. We need a fill where you can hear the snare because there's fills that the toms are happening. They're not cutting through, even though it's not a final mix. So I want to hear the snare, something, you know, building up to that middle of the chorus. And also thinking about the stuff we've talked about in the choir, I want to hear like, a choir thing happening like i mean even if it's you multi-tracked and you know um boom ooh, it's not the end ah, harmonies you know building in the back reverbed out like i think that'll put it over the top so that i feel like is like our last task to try that because i just want a little more you know it definitely feels like we're we're like 95% of the way there, but that's what I'm hearing now that I hear it. So, uh, Audrey, what do you think about what Kenley said? Your thoughts about that? Um, I would love to make this snare bigger. I 1000% agree. Um, and then adding a choral aspect to it would be really cool coming like full circle and getting to incorporate my more choral aspect of singing, which sometimes is translated through my music when I'm recording, but I do tend to tone it back because there is a difference between a choral sound and like a radio artist 
sound. So I think it would put like the cherry on top for the song. So uh, you guys listening again, this is something that we haven't shared before in our other shows. And it really is kind of a little peek inside, you know, what happens during these sessions. It's so cool. And, and because of that, what we're going to do is we will debut the full song on our website at some point, because it's still a work in progress. And if that's not a tease, I don't know what is, you're going to have to go up on the site and listen to it when it's done. And we'll make sure that you can do that uh, at teencanceramerica.org. I'll give all of that again in, in just a minute. What are your thoughts about the Play It Back program in general? Um, if you have any final words about that. And also one thing that I really like to ask all of our guests, because I think it's such valuable support information is, do you have any words of wisdom that you can share for somebody else that's just now getting into the program or just now going through treatment? Any words of advice or wisdom for them? So play it back as like my second family, I would consider um, great, great people from all over the country. Like I have friends all over the country now because of this program. And um, I think that if you're a new artist and you're about to start writing music, whether with Play It Back or on your own, let yourself be free. Like I honestly think that a lot of my best stuff comes out of riffing over a guitar part or just in general, like some of my other music, one of the songs that's called Wanna Say is actually from a writing exercise Kenley had us do on one of the Music Mondays. And I really fell in love with what I had come up with. And I said, Kenley, we're making this a real song. And now it's a baller song. It's so good. Um, I never would have thought that like little vocal exercises are like, here's some words, write a song using these words. <laughs> it's so cool to see like where your mind will take you. So just let yourself have that fluidity and like pursue things that you wouldn't necessarily think that you would sing. Because honestly, you will find so many other ways for your voice to sound without you even realizing that's fantastic. Kenley, any last thoughts? Yeah, well put. Um, I, I think she said it perfectly. I think that we need to, as creators, which is everyone, we need to get away from what we think people, how they're going to receive it and just do what we got to do and hope that you can handle what the effect is. You know, I mean, I don't usually think the effect is nearly as bad as people think sometimes or people are worried about being judged. And I mean, if you have a love of something, chances are you could do something cool in that area. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, with play it back, we have, you know, everyone who's involved loves music. Not everyone sings the same way ability. They rap, not everyone plays something, but they all love music. And if you love something, you definitely can do it, you know? So I love what Audrey said. I think I totally agree. I think we all have those conversations because then it comes down to how you live your life. And I think that's something that cancer, for instance, will teach people. Cancer 
will hopefully teach people how to live their lives. And when you're a young adult or an adolescent and you get cancer at a very early age, it's starting to teach you, you got to figure out how you're to live your life because nothing's guaranteed, you know? Yeah. So, and it's about that with creativity. It's about that with your choices in life. So I just love all these young people and, and all the wisdom they have. And obviously, Audrey, you know, you're right, you're right in there with all of it. You know, it's so beautiful to hear you say that. So, you know, um, and I just want to thank you, Audrey, for letting yourself, you know, express yourself this way for everyone to hear. I think it's just all so much good. You're going to inspire so many people by saying what you said. And I think we're all inspiring people, you know, and um, we do what we can while we're here. No one gets out of here alive. Let's be real about it. You know, it's like none of us, you know, and, and so that's just the way it is. And we do our best. So, well, the cherry on top, Audrey, is all of those people from school that had other plans or, you know, didn't seem to have interest in supporting you, just wait till they hear this show. <laughs> There's your triumphant moment, right? There. That's the drop the mic moment. Yeah. And on that note, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. You're just delightful. I can't wait for you guys to hear the final product of this song, which we will share on our website. Again, it's teencanceramerica.org. We will have an exclusive for you. You'll be able to download it. You can share it with your friends. And thank you so much for taking some time with us today. And we will see you soon. Okay, we have an exclusive for you. Please go to our website, teencanceramerica.org. Go to the playback program and you can listen to the full song, Not the End. And also learn much more about Teen Cancer America and this exceptional program. Also, if you're interested, this is a call out to you. If you would like to contribute in the playback program, maybe you're a musician, a singer, mixer, drop us a note through the website and let us know. We would love to hear from you. Last but not least, thank you for listening and thank you for sharing our stories. Next week, I'll be back with another incredible Play It Back artist. Stay tuned. The Real Me is presented by Teen Cancer America and produced by Pantheon Podcasts. Hosted by Erin Alden, produced by Christian Swain and Erin Alden. All music performed by the Play It Back music players, led by Kenley Mattis. Sound designed by Jerry Danielson. And please, visit teencanceramerica.org to listen to today's full song and to find out more information on these amazing young people. And if you can, please donate. Even the price of a cup of coffee would greatly be appreciated by us. And anything you can do to help these young people will be richly rewarded, I'm sure. <laughs>